Thanks a lot. It's part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Friday. Yes. Super wild card weekend coming up. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How you doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Hey, we got Mark Schlereth coming up at the end of this episode. He's fun, right? NFL, Fox, he does it all. Former All-Pro, Super Bowl winner. He's done it. I do have to ask him about uh, Aaron Rodgers. He was wrong about that. He's also feuding with Bengals fans now. What do you think of that, Parlay Kid? He, he thought, and like well, we all probably thought, why not? Get an offensive lineman. Uh, protect this guy that uh, is on his ass the whole time, this franchise guy. When, he, when he's not smoking cigars, Joe Burrow is, uh, and we obviously know he's got talent, but I don't know. He maybe proved uh, stink wrong when to talk about it, Parley Kid. What do you yeah, do about that? No, yeah. None of them would say it to his face directly, Sal. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> let's right. face it, right? So it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's all, yeah, it's right. all uh, you know, internet Exactly. Computer, you know? computer cowards is what they are, Paul <laughs> yes. Kid. Well, all you computer cowards could go to extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have our first touchdown pool. We've added it along with the NFL Pick'em Contest. Lots of fun right there. There's a January prop culture thing you can get into. Find out how much Bitcoin is worth at the end of the month. Does Ray Donovan die in the movie? Who wins Grammys? Is Kanye? Oh, there's so much to do. Extra points dot com slash arcade but in the meantime yesterday we went over the afc games today we're going to go over the nfc games the um the bucks and eagles and the cowboys and 49ers will save the rams and cardinals for monday as we have a show monday but let's get right into it um bucks eight and a half versus philly 46 is the over under i worry about this because tampa bay's better and Philly might not even belong in the playoffs. They beat teams that are cruddy and might not belong in the league. Um, I'm going the over here. I worry about a backdoor cover in here. Remember, Tampa played an inferior NFC East team last year in the divisional round. It was on the road, albeit uh, against Heineke. They won like 24-16. They didn't cover. <laughs> Same kind of thing could happen this week. But I do like the over. The over's 4-0 in Tampa's last four games against a team with a winning record. They're averaging 33 over the last seven if you throw out that Saints game. I know that's convenient for me to say that. Um, Philly didn't have their starters in last week, but they averaged 20 in the second half over the previous three games. Anyone who had Hurts knows he's a garbage-time quarterback. I'm worried about the back door. Bucks, like I said, didn't cover against Washington. I think it's going to be like a 30-24 type game. I'm going over 46. Um, Harry, you like uh, the Bucs? I'm surprised you don't like Philly here. Well, uh, yeah, normally. One of your favorite I, teams. This is right. your last favorite team. My, right? four, my fourth favorite team this year. Normally, I would mm. probably lean towards them. But the Eagles this year, 0-7. 0-7 versus winning teams. And the one thing that the Eagles can do is run the ball. Just so happens Tampa Bay is first in the NFL versus the run. Brady is going to mm-hmm. get, uh, he's getting players back 27 or more points by Tampa Bay, even with the injuries in nine of the last 11 games. I think Tampa Bay rolls here, puts up a big number 38, 21. They do score a lot. And uh, we talk about, we blame Aaron Rodgers for being bored with his offense and everything. I, I feel like Brady did Brady, it, It's a little thing, but getting Gronk his bonus seems to show me when he's trying when he's not trying, all right, it was against the Panthers team, but I don't know. Philly's not a ton better than uh, Carolina, but Parlay Kid, you like them plus the points. Uh, yeah, NFC East guy, we had two playoff teams this year, Parlay Kid. Yeah, the NFC East. Look, uh, I think what we're seeing at the, the I'm not, I'm not really loving exactly the way. I know Tampa won the last several games. Uh, but if you watch that game against Carolina in the first half, I didn't think they looked very good at all. In fact, uh, mm-hmm. Carolina could have maybe won that game. The ball at the one-yard line didn't score uh, to maybe go up two scores on them uh, at the time. Uh, you know, remember, they got they struggled offensively against uh, the Saints not too long ago and barely beat a Jets team uh, in a mm-hmm. game they needed to win. Probably shouldn't have beaten that Jets team in the game I was at uh, live yeah. uh, just a few weeks ago. The Eagles kind of have – there's something about the Eagles this year. They're a gutsy team. 
Uh, they've somehow, uh, well, everybody did not like this uh, coach hire. Uh, they have rallied around this coach. They seem to like him. Uh, I think they're, they, you know, Hurts is a young quarterback. He's been in big games before, though, in college, et cetera. Uh, he's, I think he's ready for this moment. And because of his legs, I think his legs can keep the Eagles in this game. I don't, I don't see them winning this game. I'll, I'll have Tampa on a lot of uh, teasers yeah, and parlays, right? They're going to be all over. But I do think the <laughs> Eagles can cover here, Sal, based on the way they play in second halves. They do make some adjustments. Uh, their offense picks it up. And Hertz usually makes plays in the second half with his legs. I think he does enough to keep this game, you know, somewhere around, uh, whew, man, 31-24. Uh, oh, Tampa I said 30-24. You got oh, uh, that's oh. you know what, Parley kid, that's a smart bet because I'm only really ever off by one point by in point, this thing. So right? I say 30-24. Really, you say 31 this is 24. true. That's fine. That, yes, you have yeah. been off by like a point. Uh, you know <laughs> when ridiculous. Harry's off by like 12 points, he considers it like nailing when, it. When so, when Harry's off by two points, Darren, Darren rips me to shreds. Sal's off by one point. Darren no, praises no. Sal like no. crazy. Because Sal Here's never says says he never says nailed it. You'll be you'll be off by a, a, two couple points, yeah. and you always say I nailed it. You Sal no, has never used was, those words. What he does is with twelve minutes left in the game, he'll be like, "Look, I have the exact score." It's like, all right, everybody's going to have like four more possessions. What do you care? And then it's like not even close. But he needs to pat himself on the back before uh, before it's even over. All right. Uh, <laughs> Bry, you like Philly? Uh, yeah, this one screams backdoor cover to me. I'm, well, I'm afraid I know, of it. I know. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking Philly eight and a half, and it, it, I'm thinking the backdoor cover here. Although this could turn out like you know, this could turn really, really, really bad for Parley Kid and I, considering we're back in the NFC East here. This, this could, this could look bad. Uh-huh. But you know, like Parley Kid was saying, you no, know, even though Tampa's won seven of the last eight, you know, missing these key p- pieces on offense, you know, I, you know, again, I haven't loved what I've necessarily seen. Similar to what Parley Kid is saying. You know, that Jets game, yeah, that, that Panthers game, and then before that, the Saints game. Um, so, I, I, you know, the last time they played each other was probably one of the great backdoors of the season when, when Philly ended up covering, because I think I had money right. on the Eagles in that mm-hmm. one as well. They were also missing Goddard in that game. They were missing Lane Johnson in that game. So a couple of key pieces were missing for Philly. Um, so I think eight and a half, just with the way the Bucks have been trending recently, don't necessarily love them this postseason, which again could be a bad thing. But give me the plus. All right, now. let's uh, dive into some props here. Have we taken a kicker prop on these lately? I don't think we have in a while. I don't think so. Oh, it's I'm been doing a while. Ryan's Ryan suck up over seven and a half points. What's that? Two field goals, two touchdowns. They could do that. Minus one fourteen. Uh, He's had two or more field goals in three straight games, four to five games. He's had two or more field goals. I know there's a lot of luck in this, but I think they're going to get into the red zone at least twice without punching it in. He's pretty accurate. Three for four from 40 plus in the last three weeks. Ryan Suckup gets, I don't know, nine point. What did I say? 30, 24. So that's, uh, yeah, that's three field goals, three touchdowns on nine. That's 12 points, which is way more than seven and a half. Give me the over there on Suckup. Harry, you like Fournette anytime touchdown? Yeah, uh, ten touchdowns. He's gonna be, he's gonna be back. Ten touchdowns this season. Two of them receiving. Had two touchdowns for Philly earlier this season, uh, but more than that, um, dating back to last season in the playoffs, he was so clutch for the Bucks. He was probably their team MVP, maybe uh, even more than Brady. He scored in all four postseason games for Tampa Bay. Give me Leonard Fournette who makes his return for an anytime touchdown at minus one thirty-five. There you go. Paulie Kidd, you have an anytime touchdown as well. Anytime touchdown here. So Devontae Smith uh, plus 260. Uh, look, here's you talk about a g- big game performer. This young man is a big game performer, comes up with big catches all the time for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I don't see any different in this game. He's good. If the Eagles are going to score, he's the guy who's going to get it done. Uh, him and Hertz have been really connecting, especially later in the second half of this season. Uh, Smith's got five on the year, uh, could have more. Uh, he's a presence throughout, you know, short game, long game. He'll be getting targeted in the red zone. Let's take Devontae Smith at plus 260, anytime touchdown. All right, Brian, you got an interesting anytime touchdown uh, pick. Yeah, I'm actually, you know, the Devontae, he actually went up to plus 270. I think that's a pretty good pick there, yeah, because uh, I, I could see him having a, a 
pretty decent game here. But yeah, I'm going to go with Tyler Johnson anytime touchdown plus 230. You know, without Godwin, without Antonio Brown, someone has to step up for the Bucs in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, Johnson Johnson really appears to be the guy, you know, next in line to, to stand out, um, especially in this game. So Brady's had plenty of work with him in the last three games. He's actually targeted him 20 times over those games. So, you know, I think this young wide receiver gets, you know, has a, a somewhat decent game. And I could see, you know, at plus 230 for for a touchdown here. So, you know, like I said, somebody else is going to have to do this unless Fournette and Gronkowski are eating up all the touchdowns. Right. All right. Let's go first touchdown now. This is where we make our money, our bread and butter, Harry. Here it is. Uh, I'm not going too crazy here. Mike Evans, six to one odds, scored in three of his last four. Brady obviously loves him as a target. Two playoff touchdowns last year. 27 touchdowns in the last two years. Ridiculous. That ball's in the air in his direction. I'm confident he's coming down with it. Six to one. Nice safe bet. First touchdown. Bucks and it's Evans. Six to one. Harry, you like a backup tight end. Yeah, I'm going to take Cameron Brait at 17 to one. He had four touchdowns this season. I know a lot of uh, the tight end situation for the Bucks goes to Gronk a lot. But Brian mentioned no Godwin, no Antonio Brown. Brait could sneak in there in the end zone if they're in the red zone. Um, he had two. He scored actually twice in the last three games. Um, if they're inside the ten, like I said, and all the eyes are on Gronk or Evans, maybe he sneaks it to uh, Brait and at uh, seventeen to one, pretty good value. All right, you like the starting tight end parlay kid, Gronk? Yes, yeah, so, and this is where again when we talk about first touchdown odds, I mean Evans should have much different odds than Gronk, right? He's got like double or triple the amount of touchdowns uh, on the season. Uh, this year, but yet their odds are very similar. Gronk is sitting at seven to one for the first touchdown. Uh, but I think Brady looks too old, reliable to start this game. Gronk has been catching balls. He just has five straight games without a touchdown. You know, I like the tight ends here and I like guys who would do Gronk meets both of those uh, categories for me. Checks the box there. Gronk mm-hmm. at seven to one first touchdown. All right, brother Bry, uh, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Dallas Goddard, 13-1. You know, I was surprised, actually, when I saw that Goddard only has four touchdowns. It seems like he has a lot of big, yeah. you know, it seems like he had a lot mm-hmm. of big games on the season. Uh, but he's been very good lately. I know Minshew was the quarterback for some of these games, but he's still averaging 85 yards per game over his last four. He's definitely the Eagles' favorite weapon overall. Uh, and and like I said earlier, he didn't play in that game against the Bucks, but I think he'll be the main target here. So, again, you're getting him, like, as the 10th best you know, 10th best odds here or worse, whatever it is at, at 13 to one. I think that's pretty good value. There you go. All right. Hey, let's hear that better edge music. Always a fun time. You get the edge. You get the glory. You're the winner. Pay for dinner. It's better edge. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Our better edge game of the week. The Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, Parley Kids Dallas Cowboys, minus 351 is the over-under against the San Francisco 49ers. Parley Kid, no respect here. No respect. We're being treated as the underdog here. We won our division. 49ers barely got in. They were punting from their own end zone. It's ridiculous. I'm taking the Cowboys to win and cover. I know we have some strikes against us. We haven't beaten many good teams. 49ers could run on us. I worry about Kittle. I worry about Samuel. But with all this, they don't score that much. The 49ers have scored 30 once in the last six weeks, Mm. and it was against the Falcons. I'm not as worried. We love Jimmy G. We hate Jimmy G. Everybody goes back and forth. They don't know what to do with them in 2022. I think the Cowboys go nuts offensively on a 49ers week. Secondary Cooper, Lamb, 100 yards each. Cedric Wilson does damage. A.J. Brown went nuts on this 49ers team. Cooper Cup did it. Even Davis Mills and Cooks had big game. They were effective against this 49ers defense. Cowboys 7-3 and three against the spread in their last 10 home games. 16-5 and five against the spread their last 21 overall. Mike McCarthy will eventually get outcoached. In the next couple weeks, I believe, but I don't think this is the one. 31-19, Parley Kid. Cowboys win in advance. How do you have it? What's your better edge? Yeah, my better edge goes to our Dallas Cowboys here. So you know how they win this game? How about just pumping that better edge music throughout the stadium, throughout the game? Yeah. Talk about getting <laughs> pumped up. No way they would lose if they come out to that music 
It's a it's a surefire blowout win. But Sal, Dallas is prime. This is bulletin board material, like you're saying for them. There is no respect here. This should be greater than the three points here that they're laying. Dallas has shown that they're the superior team. 49ers eked into the playoffs. This is Dallas's time, at least in round one, Sal. Let's take the Cowboys minus three. All right, Harry, I know you're a mixer, so I already know which way you're going here. You can't pick the Cowboys. What do you like? Look, I'm going to take uh, San Francisco. My better edge is taking San Francisco. I'm going to buy the half, buy the half to three and a half in case the Cowboys pull a, uh, a rabbit out of their helmets at the end of the game here. But I'm going to take San Whoa. Fran. What a performance. Not getting enough credit last week by Jimmy G, how he came back from the ramp, against the Rams to get this team in the playoffs. Question is, how is Dallas's defense going to stop Debo Samuel and George Kittle? Dallas has allowed the most big plays in the NFL this season. You wouldn't think it, but the Niners have created the most big plays this season. Like I said, maybe Dallas pulls this game out late, but I'm going to take three and a half and San Fran gets the cover 27, 24, maybe Dallas. All right, Brian, I can, I can understand Harry showing off, but you too, you too with the Niners. Yeah. My better edge goes to the Niners plus three. I'm not even taking the extra half a point. Um, yeah. I don't know why, but I, for some reason, I think this is maybe the worst potential matchup for the Cowboys in, in the oh. first round here. You know, the San Francisco team, I know they've barely beaten some teams, but they ha- have seemed to click at the right time. They are seven and two against the spread in their last nine, you know, and defensively, they could give the Cowboys fits, but I also see them making, you know, I could see this being one of those games where I'm watching this with Parley Kid and like, oh, this looks like the same Cowboys defense where they're, they're making a couple big plays off of play action down the field uh, throughout the game. So give me the 49ers plus three. Oh, I was so confident and so loud 45 seconds ago. What the hell happened now? I mean, I, Jimmy I may not G. even watch this. Jimmy G. Shut up. Get off. Turn Parsons this box off. is going to be all over him. They have no way. This pass rush is all over Garoppolo. There you go. I'm with you. I worry. I haven't even gotten to the Mike McCarthy part, but let's just have a big lead. So Darren, the best quarterback from Eastern Illinois ever, Jimmy G. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> Uh, oh, Better Edge. Let's hear it. The Edge is brought to you by Better Edge, the no-fee sports betting marketplace. That's right, BetterEdge.com does not charge a VIG or fee on any bet. If you haven't had the chance, check out Better Edge yet. NFL playoffs, great time to do so. They've increased the sign-up to $20 for the NFL playoffs. Users are loving their no-fee markets and competitions. Join Better Edge now to get in on their wild-card weekend pick them for a oh. chance to win more cash. Yeah, do it. All right, let's get to the uh, pro. Let's hear the song one more time. You get the edge. You get the glory. You're the winner. Pay for dinner. It's better edge. All right. Now the props. Um, I went back and forth with this, with this Dalton Schultz. I do think the Cowboys are going to be throw on them. Like I mentioned, there's over on there's 39 and a half yards. Burrow, Ryan, Stafford, all good tight ends have gotten their uh, good quarterbacks have gotten their tight ends big games. He didn't play a ton, Schultz, against the Eagles, but he's gone for over 39 and a half in six of his previous seven games before that Eagles game. Dak, like I said, will be able to throw on this team. Give me over 39 and a half, Dalton Schultz. That's my prop. Parley Kid, what do you like? So I'm going Debo, Debo Samuel over 28 and a half yards rushing. This is where I could see uh, us getting frustrated as Cowboys fans is Samuel taking that jet sweep, uh, getting uh-huh. maybe around the edge. Although with Parsons, they're going to have to run away from Parsons. They're not going to be able to do that with Parsons on that side. But, you know, running that jet sweep, I think Samuel gets, you know, he's going to get his yards. In fact, Sal, uh, looking at Samuel's stats over the last several games, he does average uh, close to 25 yards, but in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven out of his last eight games has gone over 28 and a half yards rushing, had 45 mm. against the Rams. He's had a high of 79, 66. Uh, I think he gets this done here, Sal, 28 and a half yards. Cowboys, look, what I like about this prop is he can get 30 r- yards rushing here. Cowboys win the game easily, and I still win this prop. Yeah, that's true. Shit, I don't like uh, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about Harry's pick being right, too. You have a Debo prop as well. Anytime touchdown for Debo Samuel at minus 115. Uh, he had eight rushing touchdowns this yeah. season, six for receiving. He scored in seven of his last eight games. Let's see if mm-hmm. Dallas 
can contain Samuel from getting in the end zone. I don't see it. He's too good, too dynamic of a player. Give me Samuel at minus 115 anytime touchdown. I think this should be about minus 150. Minus I 115 like is great. I like that, too. Yeah. I like that. That's not bad. All right, Jimmy G, brother Brian. Say yeah, it that, so. that, that minus 115 is, is good value there. But, uh, yeah, I was debating, you know, for some reason I was debating Garoppolo over one and a half touchdowns. But I'm actually, I'm changing it up. I'm actually going to take, you know, when you look at his numbers, I mean, the, the most he had in one game this year was just two. But I'm actually going to take him over 248 and a half passing yards. Mm-hmm. In his last four games on the road, he's been phenomenal. Um, in terms of he's the lowest he's thrown for is 296. Mm-hmm. So he had 296 against Cincy, 299 against Seattle, uh, 316 last week, even though I know that was overtime. And then he still threw for 322 yards against Tennessee. So mm-hmm. I do think this is one of those, you know, I was just saying it before with one of the reasons I like this pick, though, because if San Francisco has some type of success offensively running the ball. I do see them making a lot of big plays down the field off yeah. of play action. So I think 248 and a half, I could uh, just the way he's been playing. Uh, I like this to go over. All right, let's uh, jump into our first touchdown picks. Like I said, we're over a hundred units in the plus. We've made you a lot of money off of this. You could join, uh, uh, join us and go to extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have a first touchdown pool right there. That's going to be a lot of fun. CD lamb. We haven't heard a lot about him. Uh, just overall, like uh, Harry in fantasy, you picked him. What did you pick him? Like we first or you second? Kept o- him? What was it? Second pick, I think, seventeenth overall. And you, ca- it was a keeper, right? I, guess. No? I think so. Yeah, I think he kept him right. All right, and we said that was too early. You said you didn't yeah. care. You kind of jinxed him a little bit. He only had six touchdowns on the year. Weren't throwing too much down the stretch. I think the Cowboys revert back to like a month ago when he was getting nine, 10, 13 targets. Yep. It's the quiet ones you got to look out for, Parlay Kid, right? I know it's been Cedric Wilson going nuts uh, yep. against second string yep. defenses. And they're going to keep an eye on him more than they normally would. And that's going to leave time for CD Lamb. That's the hookup. CD and Dak, he gets free early. Eight to one odds, first touchdown. Parlay Kid, I mentioned Dak. You like Dak to scamper in. I, nothing more I'd like to see. Yeah, uh, 22 to 1 here for Dak first touchdown, Sal. Uh, as Brian had mentioned uh, uh, several times about these quarterbacks, he likes taking them. Uh, and now that it's the playoff time, this is when quarterbacks like Dak are more likely to run, right? They're more likely to take some chances. In fact, Dak uh, didn't rush the ball against the Eagles, but in some of the prior games before that, he was starting to run the ball, uh, I think, seven times in one game, four times in another. He's starting to use his legs more, which. We called for about a month ago for Dak to do that. Uh, I could totally see him uh, pulling uh, the ball out of Elliott's uh, breadbasket there and scampering in like on an option play on the end zone, uh, you know, early in the game, 22 to one. Let's take Dak first TD. There you go. All right, Harry, I mentioned Cedric Wilson before. Mm-hmm. He's been He's been hot. Yeah, he's been all over the field. I'm going to take him at 12 to 1. His first two years in the league had a total of two touchdowns. He's been, had some seasons, six total touchdowns, three touchdowns in the last two games. And with no Gallup out there, he's fit, he's fit into his role really well. I mean, he's all, like I said, all over the field. Subject Wilson at 12 to 1. Why not? All right, Bri, who is this? What is this? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Juwan Jennings, first touchdown, 18 to 1. So every it's funny, yep. every game we've watched the 49ers, Parley Kid and I have been watching this, like, oh, this guy looks like Crabtree out there a little bit. He's made yeah. a lot of big plays yep. for the for the 49ers over the over the past uh, couple of weeks, and he's becoming a big target for Jimmy G. So he scored three touchdowns in his last four games. He had a monster game last week against the Rams. I think that's gonna carry over a little bit here. And at 18 to 1, uh, I like him to have a pretty good game. All right, we got Mark Schlereth in the waiting room. First, I need to tell you, NFL playoffs are here. I mean, you know that. You've listened to 40 minutes of this. You have to know that by now. But to celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook's given all customers, even the new ones in New York, up to a $100 bonus on same-game parlays. Just place a same-game parlay on any Super Wildcard Weekend game and get a bonus whether you win or lose. Well, we could do Dalton Schultz over um, 39 and a half yards. We could do Cowboys Moneyline. And we could do uh, Samuel anytime touchdown. That'll be fun. That'll get you about four, five to one odds on the same game parlay. Payouts in as little as two hours. Easy to use. Safe and secure. Great offers for new and existing customers. Log on to FanDuel Sportsbook to unlock your same game parlay bonus today. Plus, if it's your first time betting FanDuel, 
You could also enjoy 30 to 1 odds on any team in the wild card to win after using promo code against all odds. Turn five bucks into $150. Remember, use promo code against all odds so they know we sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, let's bring on our guest during his NFL career as an all pro offensive lineman. He was a guiding light for running backs, and he also actually appeared on the show Guiding Light. He's a three time Super Bowl champion, high school wrestling champion. He makes a stinking good chili, if I may so myself. Mark Schlereth is here. What's happening, Mark? Uh, things are good, man. Always great to be on with you. I'm standing out here or I'm sitting out here on the uh, lanai at the hotel and uh, just enjoying some sunshine. I've got this makeshift little cover. It's uh, from mm-hmm. my grandson's stroller. And uh, I'm trying to keep <laughs> the heat off my phone because I did one of these the other day and uh, my phone just quit working with an overheating message. So really? uh, I, yeah, in the middle of the uh, middle of doing a podcast, it was over. So anyhow, I'm trying to I'm trying to save the phone while I talk to you. You're so resourceful. You could turn this stroller. Maybe you can market this yourself and <laughs> yeah. make millions like you did with the chili. Yeah, well, something else. Uh, when I, hey, I'll let you know when I make millions. Uh, that, that, would be, that would be news to me. By the way, you almost made it off of me. I mean, I eat it constantly. I still have a couple tubs left, but I put it on Good. Ritz crackers. I, I got to stop because I'm a, a big fat slob, but I, I just put it on Ritz crackers and burn the crap out of my mouth, but I love it. I love well, it. Hey, uh, let me just say yeah. this, cousin Sal, there's no turning yeah. back. It's not like all of a sudden you're going to get it fit and fine. And you know, you're going to be a, a supermodel. There's just no turning really back. You just stay with it. It's worked for you this far. Stay with it. That's true. It's worked for, I'll have three more years uh, of my life remaining. That'll be good. Uh, but you're yeah. coming to us from uh, Hawaii. Did you, what, did you make the pro bowl again? What happened? Yeah, exactly. I, they quit doing the pro bowl here. Uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, as soon as I got done, I called the last game of the season for myself, week 18 between mm-hmm. Seattle and Arizona. And, um, uh, my wife brought all the grandkids and the kids out. And so, uh, I jumped on a plane first thing Monday morning and, uh, nice. direct, direct shot over to Hawaii. And we're just hanging out of the pool and doing a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. You did that Seahawks Cardinals game. Could have been a bigger game for the Cardinals. They would have grabbed the division had they come back. What was the best game you did this season for Fox? Oh shoot. I mean, that game was good. We had a, a Minnesota Baltimore game in Baltimore. That was an outstanding game. We, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had, I had the giants, I think six times. So, uh, you do the math on that. It's uh, <laughs> I pissed at somebody's Cheerios because that was, that was a, that, I mean, there's no, there's not a, a whole lot you can do to put lipstick on that pig, you know? So you just, he's, he tried to do the best he could, but, um, that was a really bad football team. Yeah, we were going over their first half numbers. What did they? They had like three zero threes. Uh, they didn't score any points in the first half or over the game too. I shouldn't just blame <laughs> the first half. They were right. they were a mess. Hey, I do want to ask you about this uh, this little feud you're getting into with these Bengals fans. Um, you initially you said in the beginning of the year or uh, after the draft that they should not have drafted Jamar Chase in the first round. You, the pick would have been better spent protecting Burrow with an offensive lineman. We talked yesterday about this game. I think you're going to have bragging rights this week. I think the Raiders and Max Crosby crush Burrow and you're going to be right at least for, you know, a few hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not so much about being right. It's more about being, it's the philosophy of, of football in general. To my perspective, you had some really good receivers. You had a good tight end. You had some good receivers. Now, Jamar Chase has been unbelievable. So, you know, I, I, I don't have any issue taking the L on that one. He's been great. But mm. I'm always believed, especially come playoff time, when you can dominate the line of scrimmage, we control the line of scrimmage, you can protect your quarterback, good things are going to happen to you as a football team. So, you know, that was kind of my philosophical approach. Now, I'll be the first to admit, all mm. I do is prep. All I do is watch NFL football. All I do is study and prep for my games and do all that stuff. So college football is on in the background. But I, I'm just not like, I'm not one of those guys that I don't have the bandwidth. I'm just not smart enough to follow everything, right? <laughs> I really am. I'm, I'm not. So Is that um, why it, they put you on the Giants game? Yes, that might, that may, be, that <laughs> may be the case right there. Makes you a better announcer. Right. So, but, but, you know, that's just a philosophical approach to football, which pissed off, you know, Cincinnati fans. Well, the yeah. crazy thing is, as I said that, you know, right after the draft, and then as soon as they win the NFC North or AFC North, then they come after me, right? Yeah, right. And I'm like, you, you can celebrate without coming after me. You c- sure. celebrate. You guys haven't won Jack squat in forever. You know, <laughs> like you, you see the meme going around. 
um, that, that nobody has ever once texted congratulations to Cincinnati Bengals because they just won a playoff game because the last playoff game they won was in 1991. The first text <laughs> was sent in 1992. So you can, you can celebrate without coming after me, but a bunch of people came after me and you know, I'm going to bow my back. I'm a competitor. There's always a game <laughs> going on. If you don't know what the game is, you're probably it. And so, right. you know, I mean, I don't mind mixing it up a little bit. So uh, I have mixed it up with Bengals fans, which makes me feel like, um, you know, it makes me feel good. I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think it's good sports hate. <laughs> It's great. It's the best. There's nothing better. And you're going to miss it in like May or June, right? When there's, yeah. when there's nothing going on. Uh, one more L I want to talk to you about that you took here. You okay. came on here in April or May. You famously broke the news that Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> according to your sources, was going to Denver. And I asked you if you were worried that you'd be wrong. And you remember what you said? No. You were like, no, why should I be worried? Is someone going to beat me up? And, right. uh, and we, all, we, all got a good, we all got a good laugh out of it. And then it's reports that Vic Fangio punched you in the mouth in a parking lot because you ruined the season. Is this true at all? No, it, it is not. That is not true. Uh, oh, okay. And, right. and I still light the candle every night that Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver. So I'm still right. holding out. I'm holding out hope uh, because Denver, it's been a long time since they've had a quarterback that was worth a sport of piss. So mm-hmm. um, I'd, love to, I'd love to see, you know, Aaron Rodgers be there. Um, and obviously, you know, I think people would be really shocked and amazed how many times really prominent players names come up in trade talks. Now, most of them never go through, but I will tell you this, you know, after I got the tip that I got and talked to the people I talked to now, I'm uh, one, I probably should have sourced it more, but I was so excited about the potential of Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver. I was like, I I was like a giddy school kid, you know, I couldn't wait. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not a reporter, so that's the, that's the news I got, but kind of looking back on that situation, an interesting thing happened to me. So, you know, I get a phone call after I'm on my radio station and and talking about what I heard, Uh, I get a phone call from the Broncos and I've gotten many phone calls from the Broncos over the years to say, Hey, let me add some context to that. Or that didn't really happen. Let me tell you what happened or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they're trying to, you know, they're trying to set the narrative and they're trying to direct the narrative. And I got a phone call from the Broncos and it wasn't, Hey man, that's not true. Hey man, we're not talking to Aaron Rodgers. Hey man, a deal, what, you know, a deal in principle wasn't made. They said, how did you get that information? Are you talking directly to Aaron? Mm. That's all they said to me. It wasn't, right. there was never one time where they said, Hey man, this isn't true or this isn't going down or whatever. So yeah. I know that those conversations, I mean, I know the conversations happen. Um, mm. But again, I think that the Packers came to the realization that, oh, my God, we're about to go down the road with with Jordan Love and no offense to Jordan Love. But as soon as you say no offense to Jordan Love, then you're going <laughs> to offend him. Yeah, he yeah, stinks. I mean, he's not ready for prime time. And I think yeah. they realized that over the course of their OTAs and their mini camps in the preseason. And, you know, so I, I think that's really what ended up happening there in, uh, in, yeah. in Green Bay. What What kind of coach could bring Aaron Rodgers in now. I mean, there's a vacancy obviously now in Denver. Um, right. Is there, a, is there a type of coach? Is there a specific coach you have in mind that could maybe make this happen or bring any good quarterback? I don't know if you even like Russell Wilson or, or what's uh, right. whatever else is out there in the free agent. Maybe you should coach stink. Maybe get in there. Roll yeah, up your well, sleeves. Uh, that would require a lot more work than I really want to, than I really want to <laughs> put in. Um, all right. And, and so I get, I mean, I get job offers all the time to coach, but you know, offensive line stuff and to help out. And, and I consult for several teams. So I do consult for a bunch of teams, um, uh, just about the running game and a lot of that kind of stuff. So you know, that kind of mm-hmm. scratches that itch, if you will. Uh, for Aaron Rodgers, I think it's really more about being involved and, and being able to, you know, being able to kind of make some decisions in regards to, uh, who comes in, who they keep, all those kind of things. So I think that's really what pissed Aaron off more than anything else is, you know, don't, don't, Hey man, I want Corey Lindsley. I want to keep my center. And then all of a sudden he's gone. And then, you know, I want, you know, I want some opportunity to have my voice heard. Oh yeah, no problem, Aaron. We will hear your voice. And then they do exactly the opposite of it. That's not really hearing anything, you know? So I think yeah. those are the things that matter. So for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's very much like when Peyton Manning came here under, under um, John Fox, Peyton Manning. Right. I, I had a conversation with John Fox at practice 
they were doing blitz pickup and Peyton Manning demanded that they work on blitz pickup. And it's hilarious watching him orchestrate. Like not one coach is saying anything. It's Peyton mm. Manning's drill, right? Mm. So they've got their 12 plays of blitz, uh, blitz pickup and, and he's directing traffic. And then all of a sudden somebody doesn't run the route exactly like he wants to. And now he's yelling at him. He's pissed off. Then he walks over there and he shows him and he's so non-athletic, right? So he's showing him how he wants the route run. You know, he's like, <laughs> this? And it's just, this, it, the whole thing is ridiculous, right? And John Fox is standing by me. He looks at me and goes, he goes, we're the least blitz team in the national football league because 18 will just eviscerate people. So nobody brings pressure. And yet right. he demands that we do this drill every single day. And what do I do? <laughs> I just go, Hey, have at it. Enjoy your little fun time. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Peyton, Peyton wanted to do it. So I think Aaron would just like that kind of input and the ability to kind of um, control some of those things. Uh, and I think he's earned the right to have that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what in general, do you think the coaches are getting too short a leash or, uh, I don't remember it being, I mean, as black Monday is now it's five to seven coaches a year, yeah. almost every year. Right. And, and people are more apt to change now. And, um, and you know, there's part of me that feels like, Oh, you, you don't ever get a chance to establish yourself. You don't have to get a chance to build. Um, and, and I understand that, but all you have to do is look at the outlier that is Arizona. I mean, they had Steve Wilkes who came in on a, a one year. Um, they drafted uh, Josh Rosen, I think 10th overall. And mm. that was the direction they were going. And they looked at that situation and said, ah, it's not working. And they, they canned everybody. And then they went out and got Cliff Kingsbury and they drafted Kyler Murray one, one overall, you know, first overall. Right. And I think, in today's game, especially with the rookie wage scale and everything else, they've realized, Hey man, it's better to change early and not get hamstrung and ruin your franchise for the next 10 years than it mm -hmm. is to hold on for a year or two too long and miss, mm -hmm. you know, miss opportunities. I mean, I think that's exactly what happened in Denver. They drafted the guy by the name of Paxton Lynch, um, sure. who just flat couldn't play. And they hang on, they hang on to the guy for three years. And in 2018, in hopes that he would all of a sudden the light would go on, they bypassed taking a quarterback in that draft. Now, you know, I mean, Josh Rosen didn't really work out. It doesn't look like Sam Darnold's going to work out. It looks like Baker Mayfield's under question. Obviously, Josh, Josh Allen has been great. And, you know, and, and Lamar Jackson has been awesome. But the bottom line is they bypassed an opportunity to solve the situation because they hung on to Paxton Lynch. And then during training camp at the end of training camp, they just cut him. And we're like, well, this isn't, this is straight up not going to work. And I mean, he goes out to Canada to revive his career and he he's relegated a fourth string quarterback. I mean, yeah. who knew they kept four, four quarterbacks in, in Canada for crying out loud. <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean, right, right. It's ridiculous. So I think teams are just more apt to say, Hey man, let's make the change quickly and see what we can, you know, see if we can achieve something. I got to tell you, I listen to you talk and you sound more like a GM. I, I'm sorry. I, I suggested you should coach in the rank. You yeah. should be a GM. If this stroller shade patent doesn't work out, yes. GM, take I the like, first I like, GM I like, job I like that's thrown at you. Now, underdogs <laughs> perform particularly well in this round of the playoffs, at least against the spread in my world. What do you think? Mm. What's a big, you see an upset, you see two upsets out of the six or even more? Well, you know, I think there's, I think there's a couple of games, um, that I would look at. I think one of the games, the Niners, and I know that's a trendy pick for everybody, but oh. to me, the strength, the strength of the Cowboys is really that defense and they're outstanding. Their ability to rush the pass or Gregory on one edge, Demarcus Lawrence on the other edge, uh, Odigizuwa inside is a really good player. Um, obviously Micah Parsons and all that, they're really good at bringing pressure. And mm -hmm. what San Francisco is, is best at is really keeping it simple, but making it seem complex. So they'll really, in any given game plan, they'll really, they'll base out of their zone, whether it's tight zone or wide zone stuff, and they'll have a couple adjunct run plays to it. But the thing they do better than anybody else, motion, formational changes, personnel grouping changes, they're constantly keeping you on your toes. And so they can run one play, but they can make it look like six or seven different plays. And so for mm -hmm. a defense, it always has you playing on your heels. And then Kyle Shanahan does a phenomenal job of creating explosive plays off of those things in the passing game. 
And so I think the biggest strength of Dallas is their ability to rush the pass or their ability to get after you in the passing game. And the biggest strength of the 49ers is not getting into those situations. And so that's where that matchup is really intriguing to me. So, you know, if, oh, if you get to the point where you stop their, their <laughs> run game and you keep them in third long, you'll beat the snot out of the 49ers. But if you let them get going in the run game, and, and I tell you, like I told you, I, I consult for a bunch of different teams. Um, I have over the last couple of years. Um, but I probably talked to 12 different teams um, this offseason, just about the running game in general, um, from offensive coordinators to O-line coaches to running coordinators, all that stuff. All 12 of them that I talked to, every single one of them was studying the 49ers run tape. Um, really? There was not one team that wasn't studying the 49ers run tape and mm. they're just ahead of the game that way. So I, I really like, I really like that game. I think that, uh, that game intrigues me quite a bit. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I think most of the, like I'm with you on the Raiders, the potential of an upset there, although the last time they played a few weeks ago, uh, Cincinnati yeah. just blew them out of the water and Cincinnati is a damn good offense that has a lot of swagger. So you know, I'd, what I what I see, though, is like I see Philadelphia, Tampa being close. I think Tampa wins it, but I don't think it's an eight and a half or nine point game. Um, mm. That's that's kind of where I'm at with that. So we shall see. I know it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, you brought up that 49ers running game. And I wonder there's so much pre-snap motion and everything. But then you, you're right. It does just become a simple run game after all. The, it's like a batter who is like the crazy you know, like, right. but then, but when he settles down, when you the split second before swinging, it's like, just like everybody else. And yeah, I worry about that as a Cowboys fan too. Go ahead, Harry. You want to say something? Oh, I was going to ask Mark to, uh, Mark, yeah. I live in Scottsdale. I know Arizona made it to the playoffs this year, but I know they tanked down the stretch last year. Uh, Kingsbury in his third season here, he did the same thing at Texas tech too. tanked second half of the seasons. And he had Patrick Mahomes. If they lose this game on Monday and don't look good, What's the, what do you think the case is going to be with Steve Kime? What, Kime, what is he going to do with Kings, Kingsbury next season? Well, I mean, they were eight and one on the road. Um, they lost some home games late. Against Last really, five games at home. Right. That really against, you know, Indianapolis are a damn good team. The Green Bay Packers are a damn good team. Like they lost some really mm-hmm. good teams. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, it's, I think it's part of the learning curve. I think it's part of the, the learning how to win curve. And, you know, and, and quite frankly, I think Cliff Kingsbury's done a pretty good job of taking what he wants to be offensively and morphing it into some more traditional things. And I think you saw a lot of that happen this year. Now, they've had some, they've had some, they're just out of sync on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they lost um, mm. Edmonds for four weeks to a high ankle sprain. That's hurt them in the running game. They also lost John, James Conner to a heel bruise that, that you know, cost him a couple of games. So down the stretch where they were really good in the beginning of the season is multiple tight end packages, running the ball, setting up their play action stuff, being almost a little bit more traditional than they had been in the past. They made the trade for Zach Ertz. They haven't had that kind of second tight end that can really, I, I like to call him the F tight end, which would be Ertz, which is more of the pass receiving tight end in the West Coast offense. And then the Y, which is a guy that's really lined up on the end of the line of scrimmage that becomes almost like an extra offensive lineman. He can still, you know, go out and catch passes, obviously, but he's more of a run game threat. And they, since they've lost some of that, um, they really, they've kind of really struggled a little bit more um, being consistent in the run game. So, like, I look at them and say, Hey man, they've made great strides over the course of the year. It's really, you know, it's really hard. And, and, and you know, by backside of the year, the last quarter of the year has been kind of a disappointment, but this, this game is really hard and you're in the playoffs and you got a chance. And uh, I think Cliff has done a pretty damn good job. All things considered. I wish I could trust either of these teams more, right? The Rams seem like they should be mm. winning 41, 16. Some of these games, right. they fall apart. I don't think we've seen this in any division where one coach owns the other and that coach owns another coach and then throw Pete Carroll in the mix. He he plays better against some coaches than other. I I don't remember this in a, in a long, long time, but yeah, this, be is exciting. How, this is, this yeah. is how it was when, when I came in the league, when I broke in the league, the league in the late eighties um, in the NFC East, um, it was really interesting because uh, I was playing in Washington. And so it was a three-team mm-hmm. race. The Cardinals were in our division at the time, but, you know, they right. didn't really count. Yeah. And the Cowboys weren't really good at the time. 
Um, they were trying to, you know, they were trying to figure themselves out. So it was really a three team division and mm-hmm. we could never, Washington could never beat the giants. The giants just owned us all the time. Mm-hmm. They owned us and the giants couldn't beat Philly. Philly owned the giants and the, mm-hmm. and the Eagles couldn't beat us. And so at the end of the day, you know, we would all just, you know, have this kind of round robin tournament. We'd all have the same record at the end of the day in that division because of kind of the way we were constructed. Sometimes it's just the way you match up with other teams. I'm with you on the Stafford thing, though. I think part of Stafford's issue is for 12 years, he played in a horrible franchise in a situation Mm -hmm. where you got to go out and make every play. And we're not going to win unless you take, you know, unreasonable chances with the ball because we don't have enough players. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you throw into a team meeting enough, Somebody else in that, uh, you know, somebody else is going to, somebody on the defense is going to catch the ball. And that's part of, that's part of what's cost him, you know, it, it cost him over the course of his career. And occasionally he gets into that kind of mismanagement of the football game. Right. You've got a great football team. You know, you've got a defense that can create turnovers. You, you've got a defense that can win you a game. You've got an offense with the players that you have. I just think that sometimes he reverts back to, uh, reverts back to, decision-making from his Detroit days and kind right. of almost forgets that you actually have a good football team around you. I think Sean Payton does that to a degree. Sean Payton, uh, Sean McVay does exactly. that to a certain degree as well. Like that team is really predicated on running the football, you know, the wide zone stretch stuff, get downhill, create some play action stuff off of that. And that's where they're at their best. So it'll be really interesting to see exactly how they approach this playoff game. It's going to be a good one. Well, Stink, you've said it all. You really have. You're in Hawaii. I don't know why yeah. you're talking to us. You have to, a luau to attend. You have to roast a pig. You have so much going on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, do you want to plug anything other than that great stinking good chili that you sell? Uh, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm on vacation. I'm trying to get off the plug game right now. I mean, it just, <laughs> okay. it's right. It just takes too much of my time. I think you're on. I know why you're on vacation. Well, you don't need a reason to go to Hawaii. Ask Harry. He's there four times a year, but. I think you look at your lawn, which you can't manicure now in these winter months. And you're like, I got to, you, you lose your mind, right? Like, right. I, can't, you know, I can't be I, here. I was walking around this beautiful facility that we're staying at right now. And I was like, man, yeah. you know what? My dream job, if, you know, like, I would like just leave the family for like three months of the year and just say, hey, I got work to do and come over here and just work on picking up leaves and keeping things to right. top over here. I would, it would just be <laughs> that or mowing golf courses would be like my dream job. Yeah. <laughs> no, wow. and, but uh, I, you thought consulting for the giants was your dream job. Don't think I didn't pick up on that. But now, now you got another dream job. Yeah. That'd be a tough one. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank I appreciate you coming on. You got it guys. Be well, take care. All right. Thanks Mark. Thank you. Mark. Thank All, you. Right. All right. Let's take a break and we'll be back with sharp tank. Schlereth's the greatest, right, Parley Kid? Wouldn't you want him on a as, as a GM or something? Oh, he would make a great GM, make a great coach, uh, whatever. It seems like he's pretty versatile, Sal, right? Uh, he's got good products. He's got um, yeah. great lawn uh, at home. Great you lawn. Know, so. I mean, that's what you want in a GM, uh, right? I, I, I bet that's not one of the questions, and that's why you these know, teams I mean, teams because you know what? Yeah. He's, he's meticulous. I mean, so. That's right. Uh, that's what you would want. He should, somebody should hire him as a GM. anything either, No. Oh, you got to like that. Exactly right. Exactly right. He's as meticulous as someone who admitted to urinating in his um, pants during game could be, I think. Right? <laughs> I don't, I'm not true. sure if that's the word. But this that, is that's true. true. All right, let's do it. Sharp Tank. These guys pick their favorite game of the weekend. I jump on one of their bets. I hate to judge, but I'm going to have to judge between the three of them. Harry, what do you like? All right. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Bucks over 27 and a half points at minus 104 against mm-hmm. the Eagles. They scored 28 versus the Eagles in Philly earlier this season. They had 28 points in that game with 10 minutes left in the third quarter and cruised after that. Seven of the last eight games, they've scored 28 points or more even with the injuries that they've had along the way, Philly's given up 28 points or more to five of the six playoff teams that they're facing. And, hmm. and also Tampa Bay, if you want to resort back to last year in the playoffs, all four playoff games, 30 points or more. Not true. 
They won 24-16 against Washington. You're wrong. No, they had 30. What? Yeah. It was 30? What was it? Wasn't it 24-16? No. 30, like 30-23. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. It was eight. All right. I apologize. Say so, yeah, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, Parley Kid, what is uh what is your pick? Well, did, you know, I was just thinking, did we do a sharp tank uh earlier this week or no? Am I am yeah. I like No, we did I don't it, think right? we did so one. I'm not, I'm not like I'm trying to think ahead. Yeah, but so just so you know, I hit my uh touchdown, my last sharp tank. We went uh nice. both team uh, the rate I got a little lucky because I needed a late one, but Chargers Raiders right. to score in each half. Uh another yeah. plus one twenty four winner. That went five and three on the year for me. All plus money winners. Sal, you had mentioned this uh, man before. I was thinking UFC this weekend, but Ooh. but I just I'm thinking I'll be so wrapped up into the football. I don't really know if I can how invested I could be in UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chikatse, um who against Cater is a great fight. I don't know if Brother Bry's taking that. I haven't talked to him about it. I but, am. All right, so that's perfect. So he's going to get that. So Sal, mm-hmm. I'm going with CD Lamb. Over 60 and a half receiving yards at minus one. Like that too. He averages yeah. about 70 yards a game, but he hasn't really eclipsed that average in like five straight games. But now it's the playoffs, Sal. I mm-hmm. felt like Kellen Moore was holding some things back. He really, to me, is their number one receiver on this team. I know with Cooper too. I still think Lamb is the go-to guy. Uh, at 60 and a half yards, I think he torches this secondary. You can't cover them all. I think Lamb is due for a breakout game here, and he all gets right. it in, in round one. All right, Brian, give us 20 seconds on this stupid UFC fight because I'm, <laughs> I think I'm taking Lamb over 60 and a half. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend taking Chikatse to win, and you can parlay that with a few different things. But, I mean, this should be a war. This should be a great fight against Cater. But I'm I'm going to, from my sharp take, I'm going to take Chikatse to win by decision at plus 270. Um, the the reason I like that, too, I mean, Chikatse has been just absolutely dominant his last couple of fights. The Barbosa fight, he won by KO. Um, Swanson, who won by KO. But the reason I like this by decision is, you know, Cater's never, I mean, he's been stopped once inside the distance yeah, yeah. on a submission back in 2008. Other well, than with that, Holloway, too. Yeah. Yeah. He went the distance with Holloway. He had war with Ige. Unless it's just caught up with him. I mean, he's taken punishment before. I think he'll, uh, he'll take it again. This should be a great fight. But at plus 270, I, I love this by decision. All right. And this will be still, I mean, this is going to, what, what's this going to be like? Uh, one in the morning, East Coast. Uh, the football games will be over, long over by then. Uh, Polly kid, I'm going with you. I think CD Lamb has a big game. I have him for first touchdown, and uh, I like Harry yours too. 31 23, that final was right, Tampa, yeah. Washington. That's what it was. Yeah, I knew it was eight somewhere in there. Uh, Lamb over 60 and a half. That's the sharp tank. I'll go with you, Parley kid. Nice. You've been hot with the sharp tanks, and uh, That'll do it. I want to thank uh, Mark Schlereth. I want to thank Mikey Meatballs. I want to thank the Degenerate Trifecta and Babyface Joel Solomon for another episode of Against All Odds. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah.